Welcome to Married by Design. Husbands, how are you doing at cherishing your wife? You are called to be an example and a blessing to your wife. This is probably one of the most significant ways that you can enhance the romance and affection in your marriage. This is what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design. I know, I know, we said that the series on falling back in love was completed. But this past week, we were talking about the series and discussing whether we had covered everything that we wanted to. In that discussion, Janet encouraged me to look at the idea of the husband cherishing his wife and how important it is in the marriage relationship. Talk about intimacy and love. The idea of cherishing and nourishing is a key. So we decided to take one more week and look at this concept in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5 is all about the relationship between a husband and wife and the way that they should treat each other. There are commands for both the husband and the wife to follow. A lot of it relates to the roles of a husband and wife in a marriage relationship. And we're going to be focusing on the responsibility of a husband because it takes up most of the verses in the passage we're looking at. But as a wife, I want to take a moment to look at the wife's responsibilities. I just want to read those verses that relate to wives. In Ephesians 5:22, Paul writes, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. In verse 24, he adds, Now as the church submits to Christ, so also the wife should submit in everything to their husbands. Paul spends a few verses, verses 22 to 24, talking about the wife's responsibility. We don't want to miss that. God calls the wife to submit to her husband. Paul will say that the husband is to lead his home and that the wife is to follow willingly and eagerly. The picture in Ephesians 5 is one of Jesus Christ and the church. In that relationship, believers are supposed to submit to the authority of Jesus Christ. Nothing can dampen a relationship between a husband and wife more than a wife who will not follow the lead of her husband. The wife that is constantly challenging, constantly arguing, disputing, only adds to the animosity and frustration of the relationship, and that will kill romance. The wife ultimately submits to her husband because she's trusting God and what God says for her to do. She does so because she loves her Savior and wants to honor Him by following His command. And that certainly is true, and we don't want to miss that. But most of the verses that Paul writes in this section have to do with the husband and the husband's responsibility to love and cherish his wife. Paul writes that the husband is to be the head or the leader of his wife. This is not a domineering and controlling individual, but one who is gently and lovingly leading his wife. It's really is part of cherishing because the husband that really cares for and watches over his wife wants to lead her. But let me go on. In verse 25, Paul writes, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Let me stop there. Husbands, you were called to love your wife sacrificially, to to give for her to do everything for her benefit and her good. That's what Christ did when he gave himself up on the cross. He died for us. 
If this is the way that you're leading, she will have no problem following. If this is the way that you're loving her, you will greatly enhance your romance in the relationship. We'll look down at verse 28. Paul draws back on that picture of Jesus Christ and the church in the way that Christ loves us. And then he says, In the same way husbands should love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we're members of his body. Let me draw out some things that Paul is saying here. He says that a husband should love his wife as his own body. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, we know that we love our own bodies. We feed our own body. We try to make sure that it gets enough rest. We try to keep it in shape. We keep it away from pain and sickness as much as possible. We think about the comfort of our body. We try not to push it beyond its limits and try to keep it away from injury. This is the way the husband is supposed to take care of his wife. This is part of cherishing, as we'll see in verse 29 to feed her emotionally and spiritually, to protect her from pain, sickness, and danger, to encourage her, to give her comfort, to protect her from going beyond what she's able to handle, to take care of his wife. All these things and more relate to how a husband is supposed to love and cherish his wife. That's what he goes on to in verse 29. For He says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Nourishing and cherishing your wife. Husbands, does that describe you? Are you at a place where you are so cherishing, so nourishing, encouraging, protecting, and watching over your wife that she has no doubt that you love her? If I would ask your wife whether you cherish her, what would she say? Well, let me give you a few pictures of what it looks like to cherish something. The first picture is that of a newborn child. If you have been a parent, this example will resonate with you. I remember when we were going to have our first child, Timothy. We were so excited to hear that Janet was expecting, and we anticipated greatly the birth of our son. What a precious gift a child is. I remember those first few years cherishing and nourishing our son. We, we love each of our sons, even now as adults, but those first few years for each of them were precious. We love being with them. We love taking care of them and watching over them. They were certainly a precious commodity that we protected and provided for and cared for and paid attention to and loved. We made it abundantly clear that we loved them by the way that we held them, we kissed them, and we spent time with them. Do you remember that? Or maybe you know a younger couple now that has recently had a child. Do you ever notice that every conversation with them tends to gravitate back towards their child, their precious commodity? The joy and the enjoyment of that individual the responsibility and the opportunity to take care of them and to help them and to provide for them. That's what it means to cherish. The second example I want to give of cherishing something is something that will ring a bell as soon as I share it. 
I remember reading the Lord of the Rings books. I tried to read them, uh, but I didn't get very far. But when I watched the movies, I was in a trance with the characters and the plot and the Christian overtones of the movie. But there's one character that really stood out and one cherishing that was consuming. That was Gollum when he found the Ring of Power. When he found that ring by chance, it put him under a spell that gradually consumed his life. He found the ring was the consuming desire of his heart. It seemed that his whole affection was on it over anything else. He even called it my precious. If you've seen the movie, you would see that that deep cherishing and consuming love that he had for that ring. Now, I'm not suggesting, husbands, that you should treat your wife like a child. And I'm not not suggesting that your love and cherishing of your wife should be so consuming that everything else is abandoned for her. But in both of those examples, we see that example of cherishing. The spark for a man choosing to follow the Lord to cherish and nourish his wife. This is something that I was convicted of some years ago when I, that I've shared previously on the podcast. Jan and I had been married for some time, and I did love her, but I felt like I wasn't really practicing this art of cherishing and loving her as much as I should. So I began to pray and ask God to cultivate in me a heart that really cherished my wife. A little bit like a parent cherishing a child or a golem cherishing the ring. And God began to do some amazing things in my own heart. He began to help me see my wife in a different way. That she is indeed very precious. The most important relationship that I have here on earth after Christ. I began to think about her differently and began to treat her differently. What I want to do in the remaining time is just to give you some suggestions of how you can better cherish your wife. The first one, as I suggested, is just to begin to pray and ask God to help you to obey the verses in Ephesians chapter 5. It's amazing what you can do when you ask God to change your heart and how much He can do in you and through you. Even in the process of praying, you are focusing your mind more on cherishing your wife, and that will help you in the process. I would also suggest to you that you find out what her needs are. Investigate her. Find out what her emotional, spiritual, physical, and relational needs are. That's what we did with our newborn child. And begin to meet those needs. This is where that sacrificial attitude and action comes in. This marriage relationship is not about you and what you want to get out of it, but it's about caring for and nourishing and cherishing your wife. If you want to cherish your wife, listen and pick up the cues that she gives. Both things that she says and what she doesn't say will give you a lot of information about what she needs in the moment. Whether it's a hug, somebody to listen to, some encouragement, or just space. This is all part of loving and cherishing your spouse. Also, be physically affectionate with her. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about the things that we had just talked about in the last episode that are not necessarily connected to sex. Uh, 
but are just expressions of love and appreciation. Even if she doesn't always reciprocate, you can express your love, and it could be another way that you cherish her. Rub her back, hold her hand, kiss her on the cheek, look deeply into her eyes, and tell her how much you love her. Here's another thing. Serve her. That's right. If you want to cherish your wife and love her, serve her. Christ showed us an example of love by being willing to serve his disciples by washing their feet when none of them wanted to do it themselves. We need to follow that example and be willing to do the dirty work that maybe we previously never wanted to do. This is all part of loving and cherishing your wife. Be willing to do the dishes. When she asks you to do something, do it eagerly. Think about the things that she has to do during the day and the burdens that she carries. Look for opportunities to lighten that load and do some things for her. Part of this is supporting her and her work or tasks. If she's a stay-at-home mom with the kids, you could lighten that load and do things around the house that you may not consider part of your responsibility. You're doing it because you love her and you cherish her. And it will mean a lot to her. If she works, you need to be the one to support her in her work and encourage her through that work. She needs your support and a listening ear at times. This means sacrifice, guys. This means going out of your comfort zone and doing things that maybe you don't want to do. But if you want to enhance the affection and love that you have for her, you are called to take the initiative and lead by example. And one more thought. Give her lots of grace. There are going to be days when she's having a hard day or not feeling well or struggling with something. Someday she's just going to feel a little bit off. Well, don't you have days like that too? And in those days, wouldn't it be wonderful to have somebody who is cherishing you and would grant you the grace that you need and the support? Not pushing too hard, but taking a load off and granting grace. Well, husbands, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to cherish your wife. Take one of these areas and begin to work it out and live it out. You'll be amazed how much it begins to enhance your love for each other and the romance in your relationship. Well, let me pray. Father, I just pray for each wife uh, that may be listening, that you would help her to submit to her husband willingly and eagerly, God, because you call her to do that. Uh, And Lord, at the same time, I pray that you would help the husbands to make it so easy for the wife to submit to that authority. Lord, I pray that the husbands would so cherish and honor and love and care for their wives that it would almost be an overwhelming thing and that, uh, Lord, that it would be such a blessing to the wives and that it would enhance the romance and the affection that they have for each other. And God, that all these things would be done for your glory and honor as people see that relationship and how it's a reflection of Christ in the church. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for this episode and also for the series. We're pretty sure that this is the end of it now. We hope that you again have been encouraged to think about how wonderful it is to have a marriage relationship that is growing in affection and love. 
This is what God intends for us, and it brings the most honor to Him and the most enjoyment to us. We would love to hear from you. If you have thoughts or ideas or suggestions, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We encourage you to share this podcast right now with somebody that maybe you can encourage in their marriage relationship. Next week on our podcast, we're going to really start the new series of living the radiant life. God wants us to live a life of light and radiance. It's the best way to live, and we can have the greatest impact as a couple on others as we shine brightly. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 